0: You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us at NapaBroadcasting.com. Just look at the comment section of any publication or the meetings of most organizations, and you know that there's a lot of complainers. Most people out there don't do very much except complain. But sometimes someone steps up and does something, takes action, lets their values really guide their business. Sometimes those actions may not change the world. But at least they make people sit up and take notice. They make people think. And in many ways, that's often the highest calling we can have these days. We're going to talk about that in the context of the efforts of my guest, Steve Sando. He's the proprietor and founder of Rancho Gordo, and he's taken such steps in boycotting FedEx because of its ties to the NRA. Steve, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. It's fun to talk about. Well, fun to talk. I'm happy to talk about it.
0: Let me ask you, first of all, how did you come to this idea? Certainly, there's been a lot of talk about organizations that were involved with the NRA. Some of them announced that they were cutting ties with them. In fact, a lot of companies cut ties with the NRA. FedEx didn't. So as a user of FedEx, how did you make this decision?
1: Well, it goes back a little further. I remember during the election, there was a massacre in Oregon at schools. And Jeb Bush shrugged his shoulder and said stuff happens. And that was his response. And I just remember feeling so helpless and just horrified. But, you know, because of the NRA, we can't have a normal grown up discussion about it. And then about I think a month and a half ago, my son, who goes to New Tech High here in Napa, was on a lockdown because of a shootout nearby. And he was freaked out because the girl next to him had a service dog who was making noise and he, and they don't know what's going on. And there wasn't a shooter actually on the campus, but they don't know that. And she, her dog was making noise. He thought, well, this is going to, the killer's going to know we're in here. And, you know, I think kids that are in high school should be worried about whether Susie's going to go to the prom with them or what are the school colors, I mean, worrying about a massacre at your own school is not part of my reality, although it is, and then this massacre happened in Florida and I think uh, watching the NRA response was kind of horrific. And one by one, we saw these big companies cutting ties with the NRA from Avis and Hertz and hotels. And then it was FedEx was the last holdout. And I kept thinking I had a great relationship with them and I just waited and waited. I talked to the rep and then finally they said, no, we're sticking with the NRA. And I thought, I don't have a chance to do much in life. But this is when I, here we go. I have to make a change. And we do about, just over half a million dollars in uh, we were invoiced by FedEx last year. So I don't think this is going to change things for a company like that, but it'll sting. So I did it.
0: Did you get a sense that there were other shippers that were doing similar things to what you decided to do?
1: No, I, I checked and there aren't. So DHL doesn't have a partnership with the NRA. UPS doesn't have a partnership with the NRA. The United Post Office doesn't. So it's a decision. And Their blowback is, well, UPS ships, this isn't about shipping guns. This is about I'm partnering, and this is my brand says I'm standing with the NRA. And as someone who really markets, that's what I do. I understand the uh, intensity of that. They could have cut ties because it made so much sense for United Airlines. Why didn't it make sense for FedEx?
0: Right. But do you know other shippers and other companies that do a lot of business with FedEx, just as Rancho Gordo has that also have taken stands similar to yours? No, no. And
1: it wouldn't – it's hard to say. This was really something I just felt compelled I had to do. So I wasn't – I really wasn't thinking of the market, which was really rather stupid. But (laughs) you know, you make me think, oh, maybe I'm going to put myself in a hole. And in a sense, I have because – The service was great and our rep was great and we're known as a stop for the carriers. They can come here and use our restrooms and we've got beans for them to eat and water. Uh, I've really loved it. So it was really especially heartbreaking, but I'm trying to think, I can't think of anybody else who's done it, but we did get a handful of requests from our consumers because we sell direct to consumer via our website and also to other businesses. So we ship a lot through FedEx and we had consumers calling and asking us to cut ties. That's where it kind of started, I would say. Not overwhelming. I don't want to make it sound like it was this big swell, but there were enough of them. And it's like, yeah, that does make sense. And uh, in fact, just today I got a letter from the FedEx executive vice president, and I was kind of shocked. <laughs> it was very thoughtful and well-meaning, and uh, but it's still. my position is, would you offer a discount to the KKK or the Aryan Nation? If you were a member, would you offer those people a discount on your supplies? And I think they wouldn't. I don't even think they probably would do it for the ACLU or my parenthood. I don't know that for a fact. But I just, at this point, the NRA is that toxic. And it, so I think it, just, it seemed like an obvious thing to do. But I do have to stress that I think we've gotten some traction with all of this because this isn't a Second Amendment issue. I think the Supreme has reaffirmed the Second Amendment. I mean, it probably still is up for some interpretation, but there is that right. And this isn't about bad gun owners. There are a lot of really good ones, and actually there's a lot of really good ones probably who are very responsible in the NRA. But this is about the NRA leadership whose response to the massacre was to sue the state of Florida. And that, to me, says you don't get to be part of the discussion now of how we're going to fix Gun violence
0: Tell us a little bit about what it's been like working with other shippers. How has it affected your business? Has it been difficult to get used to working with other shippers? and can you imagine actually going back to FedEx?
1: Well, I would love for them to do the right thing, and I would never see never. Um, the service is not comparable. I have to be honest with you. I would love to go back to FedEx. So it's really, and you know we because we ship so much, all of our systems are based on it. It's a hassle more than everything, I would say. And we did lose a certain number of customers, not wholesale, but retail customers who were uh, not happy with our decision. But we actually gained probably three times that in new customers who were excited to support us. But that wasn't the motivation. Yeah.
0: You mentioned that you got a letter from the executive vice president of FedEx. What did he say?
1: They said that UPS also ships. Guns, and that's we're never going to change that. And it's just it was deflecting onto UPS, was like but that isn't the issue. The issue is, and it's a branding issue. And my goal is to taint the brand of the NRA at this point, unless they switch, they start being more responsible. And they're not. So the issue isn't shipping guns. And for me, the issue isn't even broadcasting NRA TV because you know I could have my own television channel that could counter it, I think. I don't know how all that works. But for me, the issue is partnering with someone like the NRA. And I think that's the only way we're going to get anything done. And I think in the end, too, and people have to remember this when we have this discussion, is everybody would like to end gun violence, I think. But the question is, how do you get there? So because we all have the same goal, we just need to be more civil. And so when Dana Lesh or whoever, whatever her name is, the woman who comes out with a threat and a – threatens to come after people, that doesn't help the conversation. I remember when we talk to people, it's really about the NRA and their power grab on the Congress, and it's not about responsible gun owners. And I think that's how we're going to get anywhere. That's my opinion of it anyway.
0: Talk a little bit about how this made you feel, that you actually took a stand, that you knew you were taking a chance when you went out there and did this but you really stood up for what you believed in and uh, a little bit about what you've learned from the experience so far.
1: Well, it's new for me. <laughs> yeah, like it's not a natural state, I guess. No, I really would rather be talking about beans and heirloom cooking and things, and you know, our relationship to Mexico. There's so many other things that I would rather be talking about. But I just, you know, I think when you have a kid and you have to look him in the eye and think, I can't believe this is the world we're going to be passing on to you. We got to rethink this. So I think, it feels really good. I'm really surprised by the reaction though, because I thought it would mostly be in just knowing our customer base. And these are probably mostly not really young kids, but older educated women in particular who love cooking. I, I knew we'd get some sort of support, but it's been about 98% in support and it's been men and women. It's been all over the map and of the negative people. There have been a very small percentage of trolls, which there's just nothing you can do about those. But there were some really sincere NRA members who wanted to talk about it. And that has been the most wonderful thing for me because we get to talk. And I don't know that we've made any difference, but I did think they understand more where I'm coming from. And I kind of get where they're coming from, too. What have you learned from the experience? Um, I feel like I'm right in the middle of it and I'm (laughs) talking about it. Uh, So like, I feel like I think it's going to be a few months before I really understand. But I do think, you know, I think it's uh, George Bernard Shaw said, if you don't like the situations that life's presented with you, create your own. And so I think I'm so sick of hearing that there's nothing we can do. And it's like, no, you know what? Let's create our own. And, you know, I entered that when I started the food business. I mean, no one is interested in dried beans beyond Pinto's. It's like, no, I'm going to create my own world, and that's kind of what I've done. So I think sometimes it helps to be an outsider. I think if i were a professional politician or uh, if this was my whole reason for being was anti-NRA, I think I wouldn't be as effective, but I'm just a citizen that's frustrated, and you actually can fight City Hall or fight the NRA on some level. My dream would be, I mean, they're so organized. Wouldn't it be great if they could do common-sense gun regulations, but It seems the worse things get, the more they dig in their heels, and there's less we can do about them.
0: Tell us a little bit about all the people that have come to you to talk about this, besides some of us local media folks. There have been people uh, not just from the community, but from around the country that have been interested in this, and you've gotten nationwide attention.
1: Uh, Well, it started, I think The Chronicle first wrote about it, and then, well, first I guess I did it in Facebook. I made the announcement. And so we ship all over the country, and because of that, we were in um, – I can't remember what the paper was back east. So no, I just – I think I – my gut feeling is that we're all feeling helpless, whether it's the bigger picture of what's going on in the government right now. And we're just seeing an America that we didn't – are not recognizing the America we're in, and it just – here's something you can do, and I like that. So I think that's the difference The one thing that makes me uneasy is I'm going to buy beans because you did this. And it's like, we're doing fine. I don't really, I appreciate the support. It's like when we had the fire, I kind of had some, it was hell. <laughs> but, and people like, the best thing we can do is support Napa. It's like, oh, I don't want, I, I don't want your pity. And I really don't want to be defined by this, but I totally appreciate the support. And I kind of feel the same way about the gun thing. It's like, no, let's just all do what we can, but I don't want you to buy beans because you want to support me. I just, I love hearing about it, and that's good enough. We're doing fine. So I don't – there are other ways that you can. And I, actually, that's new for me. I, When people said, I don't want your pity, I don't know that I always understood what that meant, and now I think I do. So that's something new.
0: You didn't do this as a marketing gimmick at all. This was something that was really from the heart. Oh, no,
1: no. No, it was really stupid. I mean, you really want to try and avoid politics if you can. And, and I do, because believe me, it would be a different story if I was a more political company. But I, no, I just, it, it felt inevitable and it felt like I didn't really have a choice. So I just did it. And I think I'm really lucky that I landed on my feet. And I think it represents for a lot of people doing something when they're feeling pretty helpless. Because when you have this massacre and the response is, well, you can't raise the limit of guns to 21 because you're going to punish the 17-year-old deer hunter. It's like, 17 kids have died. I don't care about a deer hunter. <laughs> I mean, he can wait until he's 21. And it just you're just fed this nonsense so much. It's like, I can't even believe I have to verbalize this, but that doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, congratulations on doing it and for the good reaction that you've gotten from it and and for really taking a step, which, you know, as I said in the introduction, most people don't do anything. Most people just complain a lot, but very few people actually take action, and you did. Well, I think part
1: of it is I saw this tiny window of opportunity, and I just had to go for it, and I think maybe we should all be looking for bigger window or just for any kind of opening. Rather, It is hard. You just want to complain, so maybe there is something— to be done.
0: Steve Sando, he's the founder and proprietor of Rancho Gordo. Steve, thanks so much for spending a little time with us today. I really appreciate it, and good luck with this whole effort. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com, Napa Valley Radio for the way we live now.